The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back and let's get this fucking show started. Previously on Fantastic Forum. This is when Larry's not here, we get to trash him. I read enough to talk about what I was going to talk about. I read the news and I'm like, man, it's four o'clock. I have all this extra time. What am I doing? I started watching YouTube videos on how to like maintain a bonsai tree. So I, I don't know, maybe one day, look, it's going to be one of those things where a thousand years from now, the next civilization will say I'm a prophet for knowing these things because it'll come out that I, I was right. Jeezy Dr. Fred says, why do the green ghosts have tits? It kind of takes away the spirit. Versus two turned on to be scared. You know, fear boner is a pretty star strong boner. Like you get scared enough to get a boner, that's a good thing. That's why I don't go to not scary farming. They were all part of the uh, Jason Todd hallucination because he had to fight the the old Robin. It's a Robin versus Robin thing. And, okay. And his actually his giving into his dark side was one of the better ones of, of all the characters. And it, it might just be me because I have a thing for Robin. Yeah. But overall, you love Dick. Yeah. Tune in to Fantastic Forum Live, Wednesday nights, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific, on allgames.com. Pretty cool, I get the keys, so I just come in and just comment on the music. Tony. What is his name, is Tony? <laughs> Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes, bit of a hook melody body. Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play little movie instead. Oh man, the hero! Let's see what's better than number one looks like. I guarantee you, we now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble. Thank you for joining us once, once again. We're coming at you live from some places in Southern California, some places in Illinois, some places over the air. Uh, I think Larry's probably around Mexico right now or Texas, which is pretty much Mexico. But yeah, we're coming at you live. Usual fare of talking shit and talking shit about comics and pop culture and Whatever pops in our heads to fill in that silence that's so uncomfortable. We're here for that. We have a pretty good show for you today. I read a book called You Are Obsolete that I'll be talking about today. And uh, I watched Titans. And we have some news and then whatever else pops in our heads. 
here with me is the usual dudes that we talk stuff with, mess with, shit with. We got Joe on the line. Say hello, Joe. Hey, what's up? Joe, man, what are you talking about today? What do you feel like talking about today? Um, well, I watched the first episode of Undone. Oh, okay. I can talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about it. We'll talk about Undone as well. Uh, also on the line is Oz, somewhere over the Midwest, or in the Midwest. Did you not smoke your weed today or something? Oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah, you sound off. Yeah. <laughs> drink some whiskey. Do something. Yeah, I am drinking whiskey, but I don't. when I'm hosting, I don't drink it all at once like I do when I'm not hosting. So I'm actually drinking it through a straw in a Starbucks cup. Okay, and let me know if I'm too loud or not loud enough for you guys because I'm, I'm on Lawrence's settings. Oh, yeah, you're, you're okay. Right. However, the, the actual like recorded stuff that we play, like the theme song and all that sounded weird. But that's again Larry's settings. Yeah, it'll it'll sound fine on the recording. Cool. Uh, let's see, as usual, we do have uh, our ways of getting a hold of us. So you could be the fourth member of Fantastic Forum today, since Larry decided he doesn't want to be on today because he doesn't want to pay for the airline Wi-Fi. And the lady will tell you how to get a hold of us. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. As well as I should take this time to tell you that we are brought to you by Jeffrey's Comics. LA and South Bay's uh, premium outlet for collectibles and comics and toys and everything your hearts desire. 310-538-3198. And then speaking about chat, we have a comment in chat from Tiger Claw who says, What's up, Fantastic Forum? Do you think Denzel Washington would be a good Magneto? To which Pace replies, Danzel or Denzel? Because Tiger Claw actually wrote Danzel. Yeah, that's a weird casting choice, but it's still just a rumor. It's one of the news stories we'll get into later. But it, it's a weird way to, to start this show with that kind of thought. Like, it's Disney's Magneto. Like, what do you think they're going to do with it? You, you guys really think they would do a uh, a race swap for Magneto? I think at some point they're going to have to do something. They can't do World War II guy for, for that much longer, right? I mean, they can. I mean, at some point, Magneto's going to be 150 years old talking about World War II. But he's a mutant. Oh, do do they not age normally? Well, nobody knows. <laughs> like, that, like, like Wolverine doesn't because he heals and that slows everything yeah, down. Hard, yeah, but but if they did like not go with the World War Two like survivor, the Holocaust survivor, like, do you think they would go with like a Denzel? That's tough. I don't, I don't know. What would you get, Joe? Uh, what would you want to see in a Disney's Magneto? Um, that's a good question. I mean, that's weird. Race swapping Magneto seems wrong, like for a multitude of reasons. It's like just from sheer marketing perspective, you know, like Magneto has been so good in the movies, but then he's cool in the comics. And, you know, and then if you put a, a movie out, like you want him to kind of resemble what you sell in the comics or in the toys, you know? I mean, you could just make new toys, I guess. But I mean, uh, they, they made Fury black and no one cared. Yeah, but nobody cared about Fury as it is. In fact, nobody cares about old as white Fury. Yeah, I was the only one that cared about that. But they still did it in the comics first. You know, it was like a Disney thing or Marvel Studios thing. You know, it was just ultimate Nick Fury was black and he looked just like Samuel Jackson. And talk like him. It sounded like him. Well, they're going to have to find some other oppressed group to make Magneto part of 
You know, I think if you don't have the Holocaust survivor aspect, he kind of lose a little bit of his essence, you know? Yeah, he could be Armenian. When was the Armenian? It was, here's the thing. I don't remember what the series was. It was like one of those alternate reality X-Men series, like X-Men 16-something took place in the 1400s or 1600s. I don't remember which. But in that, Magneto was... Uh, he was a crusade survivor. And so it kind of just works because he's coming from the same place. So he was like a, a Christian or a Muslim? Uh, I don't remember the details. That was uh, Marvel 1602. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. Tiger Law says, what if instead of World War II, it's Vietnam? And it's like... I mean, if, if he's Vietnamese, then maybe. But... Technically, they won, so I don't see how that kind of like maybe like George Decay. Oh, like uh, but that's the same time as the Holocaust. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean he's still alive right now. Yeah, he's old as fuck, but he's there. Yeah, he's he's a survivor from that, and he's still alive, and he's roughly the age that Magneto was, at least in the movies. You know, when when it happened, maybe a, a few years younger. I think you could still do Holocaust. You just you'll have a really old Magneto, and then, and that's fine too. Like maybe he could just use his magnetism. To hold his body up and shit, you know, with armor and whatnot. Or not take off the fucking helmet. How about that? Yeah, just say he's old as fuck. He's been fighting this war for a long time. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what Disney has planned for this. And one of the things in our Facebook group that actually went into a, a, a slight bit of discussion. We had a couple of people that follow our, our little news group on Facebook. Tedekin. The famous Tedekin asked, wasn't Magneto a Jew who survived the Holocaust? And that's the basis for his entire character, which is kind of what we kind of, you know, mentioned earlier. And <laughs> and somebody asked him, well, what if they make him a black Jew? And then they just put a gif of, of uh, Justin Timberlake just saying, like, nah. <laughs> then there's they show African-American Jews on Wikipedia, but that's not the people that were oppressed in Auschwitz. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, even the Wikipedia entrance was... Like, in Africa. Right. And even the parts of the World War II conflict that got to Africa didn't get to where those are. You know what I mean? I took the time to reply and engage the the people that follow that group. And I just said, it's Disney's Magneto. Like, if that's what they use, they're going to change whatever the fuck they want. You saw it. You saw them do that with fucking Star Wars, you know? And everything in Star Wars is almost as iconic as Magneto and X-Men, you know, which went into a whole other bit of conversation on that thread where it's like well disney loves race swapping people you know in the in the mcu and then when asked like nobody could name who was race swap and it's like well like there's flash thompson there's shocker valkyrie mordu like, who else? mordu yeah mordu yeah like they race swap left and right and people don't even really notice because they don't know the characters but magneto's a dude that they know so who knows how that goes how that'll go but to me that i think that's just clickbait I don't think they're going to do that. I think they might use Denzel for something, but not. I don't think they'd use him for Magneto. He would make a really good Mr. Sinister. I think so, too. Is he Is he going to wear the white makeup? He has to. He's going to be yeah. with white face. White face Denzel? Yeah, or yeah. maybe they'll give him a bit of LIGO like they did Domino. And it's not even like a, it's like a cold platinum blue. Like, whenever they, they do, they draw Sinister, it's not like, it's yeah, it's white, but it's more bluish hue to it. Like Like when they draw snow, you know? I don't yeah, know. This, this looks white to me because it contrasts with like the metal in his in his suit that he wears. Right. So I always see it as white, like Joker white. But you could do it like just a light color. You don't have to actually make him 
fucking look like dead man walking around. <laughs> yeah, Hector is no part of this. And chat says, what if Denzel is Moon Knight? He's and too old to be Moon Knight. You need a younger oh. actor that can do six films. No, I, not necessarily. Or actually, a TV show. My bad. It's a t- he, They're doing a Moon Knight TV show. Moon Knight is a... He's a weathered dude, man. He's gone through a lot. Like, he's one of those heroes that, like, you can tell, like, he's been fighting that fight. He's all scarred up and shit. Yeah, so. but he, but he's still... You can still do that with a young dude. In fact, it's even more impressive because he's been through a lot of battles. I mean, yeah. I like that scarred up look. One of my favorite Alex Rosses is batman when he takes off his shirt and it's, a, it's mostly his back and it's all fucked up and scarred up yeah dude that shit always looks impressive especially when it's a superhero because you you forget that they get hurt well except for superman because yeah and wolverine because the, the only wounds he can't heal is his heart yeah <laughs> uh, i don't think he wants to try anymore which i think is why he's been doing like the equalizer where in the equalizer he's more kind of deadpan, like not really giving a whole lot of energy, and it kind of just works for the character. But when you look at his like the past few roles, he's been moving more and more towards that kind of no energy performance. And I don't know if you can get away with that with Moon Knight, especially not a TV show. You think Denzel's done, ready to retire? I think he's re- he does what's easy. Yeah, like he might be ready to retire, but he's still got to pay a couple of those kid tuitions. Tiger Claw says he could be a POW who was left in Vietnam and is pissed off at humans because of it. Again, that's not really Magneto. That's more Nuke. And they already fucked that up in MCU. So Wow, he's 64. Who, Denzel? Yeah. Yeah, that's not that, that bad. That is to carry a six, six movie thing. But he doesn't look 64. He's starting to show it. Like I don't think he's hitting the gym like he used to. You know, at, th- at that age, you start to slow down anyway. I mean, there's there's nothing yeah. you can really do uh, outside of chemicals. Like, if he starts injecting himself with shit, then yeah. But, yeah. It, no. He'll do Rambo 5. Race swap Rambo. That new Rambo looks pretty good. Yeah. The first... First Blood is actually one of my favorite movies. Like, I love that movie. Oh, so you're gonna watch Last Blood? I, yeah. I probably have to. But I didn't see the one before that. So I gotta see that. The one before that, he... Just kills a lot of Vietnamese people. Yeah. They just explode. Yeah, I know. That's why I didn't see it. Like, I like the commentary in First Blood, you know? Yeah. Who knows? Well, First Blood and all the rest of the Rambo movies are completely different. Yeah. Because after that, he's a superhero. Yeah. They they fucking make a cartoon out of him. Yeah, I used to love the cartoon as a little kid, dude. That was my shit. There's some pictures in chat for those of you who are listening and in chat of... Magneto as portrayed by Denzel Washington. I don't think that's going to happen. That yeah, that, I, that rumor comes from a site that loves clicks. And it, it's one of those sites that makes 150 predictions. Five five or six of them come true. And those are the ones they put as, look, we, we know what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, I, I actually have a uh, an inside source that say that Joe is going to be Moon Knight in the series. Oh, is, that, <laughs> is that why you've been working out, Joe? Uh I can't really comment on it yet. <laughs> so that's so yes. <laughs> that sounds like a yes. I'm gonna write that up, put it on the site tomorrow. Yeah, fucking sites are crazy with these fucking rumors. Like they get all um, like everything. They'll write a whole thing and then do the rumor as like one like fragmented sentence. So if you just skim through it, you you know, or you know, you get the gist of it. Like that's it. That's fact. But well, and that's part. Part of the problem is nobody's ever going to call them out on it. You know, the, a site yeah. says something and 
they get it wrong, you never hear anybody saying, hey, so so and so lied or, or got it wrong. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're just making shit up. It just gets forgotten. It, it, in fact, a lot of people don't even remember where the rumor gets started half the time. Yeah. You have a caller, by the way. Uh, caller, who are you? How may I help you? I am Hecht. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, man. How's it going? No. I just want to say uh, congrats to Joe. Oh, well, on, on his hypothetical I'm, may or may not new job. I don't think we're allowed uh, to talk uh, about that, really. I mean, con- congrats on the on the getting into the MCU. I, I can't accept that yet. I just received Come an forward. email at fantasticforum at allgames.com, and it is a cease and desist from Disney. <laughs> with, a, with a very angry looking mouse on it so i'm gonna cut that line of conversation right now i uh speaking on my behalf from uh the representative of heck dog industries uh fuck that mouse <laughs> uh burr in chat says fantastic forum lied making shit up joe is a moon knight and then he wants to know what heck superpower is uh, i can i can sleep i can time travel by taking a nap so you you've been time yes like yes. you go to sleep at three thirty, and when you open your eyes, it's four o'clock. More like a, I go to sleep at three thirty, and then it's ten o'clock. It's limited to one second per second. <laughs> yeah. Then there's some Inception shit in there. I don't want to talk about it. That that that's fine. I mean, that may sound useless now, but fucking Hickman's doing shit with gold balls over there. Gold balls. Isn't there an X-Men that makes gold balls? My my mom says I have that. Why is your mom <laughs> looking at your balls? She, I mean, How it's is not... Wipe his ass. Look, I'm a, I'm a very pl- privileged Mexican. That's what I am. Oh, you have a mom that's overbearing? Wow. <laughs> I mean, isn't that everybody? Yeah. Huh? What you been up to, heck, man? What you reading? What you... What, keep, keep, give us an update. I have started to get into Dark Knight's Metal. Now that I guess it's finished. Is I, it? Uh, it is. I... I don't think it is. I mean, metal. The metal is finished, and then right <clears throat> afterwards there was the Joker Who Laughs miniseries, and now it's gone on to the new Batman Superman comic. So, like the overarching story isn't done, but the series is done. And I read the the prelude, so I haven't gotten into the series yet. But I read the prelude, and I it showed me stuff I wasn't aware of so i really got into it off of the prelude yeah i i just read the uh the joker the last miniseries we'll probably talk about that next week because lauren should be on when when we talk about that but uh yeah that whole that whole thing well dark knight's metal is weird like that that story is convoluted and and weird in what they what they say is going on but it's not a bad story but then after that you read the joker the last miniseries and that is some good piece of writing. Who wrote that? Snyder too? That that's a Snyder and the artist is Jock. We oui, we. Oui. Oh, that guy's good. Did, is he is he the one that did Court of Owls? No, he did um the he did he did the White Knight. Okay, well, do you remember who did the Court of Owls? That was Capullo, no? I think it was. Yeah, Capullo. I'll say this now, even though the review is going to be next week. Hopefully Lawrence will be on. Is this like Jock read the Court of Owls stuff, looked at those, and used them as reference for the art in in the Joker the Last miniseries. That that's what it felt like anyway. Like 
there's some images that that look a lot like some of the stuff I saw in Court of Owls. I can't wait to see if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It, it could go either way. But uh, heck, have you read yeah. any of the one shots for each of the of the Dark Batman? No, I'm trying to do. I'm trying to go in the reading order that I found. So I have to start metal and then get into the one shots, like in the middle of it. I've only had I've only read the forge and the what is it the casting? Yeah, those are all the preludes. Yeah, so I, I read those two. Okay, yeah the and um the I, I forget what each other names was. I think the lantern ones was Lightbringer. That that one's pretty good. I, I read most most of those. So I, I actually I think I like those one shots a lot more because they they were kind of like an Elseworlds tale, but they they mixed in with the regular story that was going on in DCU, yeah. and then in the in the next story, the Batman who laughs, there's one more character, one more dark Batman that they don't they don't show, and I think that's one of my favorite ones, which is the the Grim Knight, and that's basically a Punisher version of of Batman. I thought that was Azrael. No, it's it's Bruce Wayne. They say that uh, when when his parents, when Joe Chill shot his parents, he dropped the gun to grab the pearls, and Bruce Wayne picked it up, and then that's how he got started. And there's even I'll post this in chat because there's there's one panel that I really really liked because it looks like the fucking Punisher, but that's supposed to be Bruce Wayne. And it's when the bat goes goes through the window, and yeah. that's when he decides to be Batman. But it freaks him out, and he's holding the gun. He shoots it. He shoots the bat, and he's like, "Oh, okay. I see what I gotta do." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that panel right there. Yeah, it, it's really. See, I took the that's time. That's really good art. I, I I really enjoyed that panel, and I took the time to get a picture, get a copy of it, so I can put in chat <laughs> in case we got a chance to talk about it. Yeah, I was actually doing pre-production for next week, but hey, I mean, eventually I'll read the whole thing. Right, and it you know what? Be a while. Sabretooth too. Mm-hmm. Grim Knight, you got a Grim Knight like story wise fits uh like after issue three of the Batman Who Laughs. I think it's like a six or seven issue story. Like it fits between like three and four. I think at the end it even says continued on Batman Who Laughs four. So you can you don't have to read it now. You're not he's not gonna show up in in what you're reading at all. Like I, I'm I guarantee Snyder didn't come up with this character till after he finished that book. And it's like well I gotta. I gotta squeeze it in some somewhere, but that's something for you to look forward to, Hecht. The the thing the thing that pulled me in, and it's real stupid. The the preludes have the fucking wizard Shazam, and I think that's the first time he's come out since before Flashpoint. No, he was. I think he was in the reboot. He was the... in the reboot, but it was like, oh hey, I'm here. Here's the power. I'm dead. He didn't play a big part like he did when he died in the Rock of Eternity. Right. In in New Fifty Two, the wizard was nothing. Did they bring back the Rock of Eternity? I don't think so. I know Spectre fucked it up. I almost want to say that the whole meeting of the immortals or whatever was on the Rock of Eternity. Yeah, I but know. I mean that's just speculation. Either way, you're enjoying Dark Knights of Metal. Dark Knights Metal. It. I think it is done. I think it's actually in hardcover now, like or trade paperback. Yeah, that's why I was uh, I was looking it up, and I was like, I'm going to read this to see if it's even worth it. And now I'm like, I I think I need all of these. <laughs> it, it's a weird journey, but it's a good one. What, what, what made me start to read it is that I read something about what it relates to. And I was like, hey, Final Crisis, I read that. Let's see how this goes. 
I, I like stuff that references other stuff that I know that's still fresh in my head, kind of. Yeah, that wasn't tainted by some continuity thing. Yeah. And and even then, it doesn't matter if they fix it. If they don't fix it, then it let it's like fuckers. <laughs> I don't think it. I don't think it's a final crisis thing. It kind of relates to it. Like it kind of doesn't. It, yeah, I think it's like it's similar. It's like a, the same concept. Like the 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 thing is, I was going off the trade paperback that they put out for for the preludes, the road to the road tonight. The Road to Metal, and um, in that book they have the two the two versions of the Prelude, and then they have all these books that relate to it that kind of inspired it, and like three of those books were from Final Crisis. The other ones were related to R.I.P. Okay. And I mean R.I.P. relates to Final Crisis also because it's a big ass Batman story. Well, they're all big ass Batman stories at this point. Yeah, and I like me some big ass Batman stories. Pick up the Court of Owls while you're at it. I don't know if you read that. I haven't yet. I've been meaning to, but... Dude, that is some amazing fucking art in that in that book. Like, there's one point where you'll be holding the book upside down. Yeah. Like, you'll, you'll turn the page... Every time you turn the page, you, the, the book's gonna, like, shift, like, 90 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like that. And it, and it makes sense to, to what's going... It's not just a gimmick. Like, it actually makes sense the way they do it. And even, like, when you flip the page, like, it feels like it's the natural progression, too. Because oh, nice. it's so dynamic. It's like, you that's almost don't even cool. notice. Like, I, that's the one... That's one that people shouldn't read digital, because I'm pretty sure digital will, like, like fix it. We'll yeah. flip it for you. Yeah. You have to lock the screen... But if you don't know, you locked it. Like, you <laughs> I, know, think, I think Cordoval. It, it actually might still do it. Like, like it'll flip it for you, so you don't have to flip the book or flip the phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's part of the fun too. Like. I think Cordoval's is like one of the few stories from New Fifty Two that stuck afterwards. You know what I mean? Like it, it became such a good piece of story that it became solid canon right there yeah like i think even the, after the next crisis they're still gonna have to that like zero hour i heard it was good i like the concept concepts that i read about it but i've never heard anybody talk about it again as as much as, the, as they talk about court of owls well zero hour gets mentioned all the time wasn't it like one of the one of the first like real huge retcons for a lot of characters um for a few of them, yeah, but I've never really heard it heard about it more than at the time when it was happening. You know what I mean? After rebirth, it it just became another thing. I'm honestly surprised. Surprised I have, I'm not hearing as much about Doomsday Clock as as I thought I would. That's because it's not it, coming. It hasn't been a uh, hasn't been consistent. That's what. Well, yeah. there's eleven eleven of the twelve books are out already, right? We're just waiting for the last one. I haven't even read eleven. Is it out already? Yeah. It, I think it, it came out last today? week. I saw it. I saw it at the at the shop when I was there this morning. I I think it came out today. Nah, because I I looked it up last week and there wasn't shit. Well, you looked it up wrong. I guess. I'm telling you, I'm not. I'm not that fake news site. I'll, I'll tell you, it came out last week. Either way, we're if ten for sure have come out of the twelve. Yeah, like the amazing <laughs> shit should have already happened. I have it. I I read like half of the first one. I mean, really, up to this point. I haven't read Eleven yet, but up to this point, it's like, hey, uh, Doctor Mon- Doctor Manhattan isn't the DC god that we thought he was, but somebody else is fucking with the universe was, and blaming it on him, basically. Wasn't Ten like 
him going face to face with Superman finally? No, that's supposed to be eleven. Huh, there you go. I haven't even heard that. So ten. I don't even remember what happened in ten. Honestly, that's because it came out six months ago. Yeah, that's true. That sounds like a um, joke, but that's pretty close. Yeah. It. Um. When did I read it? I remember I reviewed it. Shit. Oh, I think it was, was in May. Yeah. Yeah, because we were talking about it coming out sometime in September, the next one. Yeah. Well, before it was supposed to be in August, and then they moved it back again, mm. so it came out this month. That's yeah, I'm looking at a press release. Oh, this is the one where he took out all of the Justice League in number 10. All right. Anything else you want to talk about, Hick? Uh, no. Cool. We're going to move on. Uh, Joe, man, why don't you t- tell us a little bit about Undone? Okay. And I wasn't, like, wholly prepared to talk about it, so I don't have all the information sitting down in front of me. But Undone is a new animated series on Amazon uh, produced by Tornate Productions, the guys that do a BoJack Horseman. And it's about a woman who gets into a car accident and starts seeing all these fantastical things. And she uh, ends up kind of traveling through reality. Um, yeah, that's it. What's it? <laughs> like, you just travel through reality? Yeah. I only watched the first episode, so it basically just gets to the car crash. Like, it gives background on the girl and the car crash, and she sees her father. Oh, okay. So the first episode's just super, like, set up. Yeah. Do they give you a little, like, oh, shit, this is what this is at the end of it? or The or only not? thing is her seeing her father. Okay. Because he's dead. Now, if you would have to wait for that show a week or two, you know, like it came out a week weekly, how would you feel as that being the first episode? Um, it is like it's a it's a slow paced show, but it's interesting. Like the characters are interesting. Okay. So like it's definitely made for binging. Like I'm not sure how many people will come back for the next week. Mm-hmm. I know me in particular, like just the topic and the themes and the tone of it. And the fact that it's animated, even though it's that crappy, uh, what do they call that again? Like rotoscope? Yeah. It's like, yeah, just rotoscoping, uh, which I'm not a huge fan of. Like that ultra real, like that kind of cell shaded rotoscoping. Yeah, like over real actors. Yeah. Because it looks kind of like the scanner darkly, if you ever saw that. Oh, I, I love that. Well, that's kind of the look of it. Yeah. And I'm not a huge fan of that style but it's not so bad that it would like stop me from watching it the only thing i guess i don't like about that style for me is that everything looks like they're in motion even if they're just like standing still you know what i mean right and that that is that if i watch like an anime and some animes actually do that and they pull it off a little like in the stylistically you know mm-hmm. but in rotoscoping it just feels like it's just not it, it's like they didn't do it well you know right but i i saw what did i see that well i guess it was the trailer for undone like i saw that and i really wanted to see it and then i started talking about a scanner darkly and, and we saw the trailer and stuff like that and then there's another movie the same guy that did scanner darkly did that movie i forget what it's called but that was a little more fantastical so they added other animated elements not just that realistic tone so it worked a lot better oh that sounds interesting yeah and it's about some people that play violin or something <sighs> somebody can give me that director's name in that movie i can say it <laughs> um see here. but yeah i when i did see the trailer for undone it looked interesting to me i like that and the, the 
I'm okay with the rotoscoping, even the little parts of it that make me uneasy. But um, yeah, it's so you say it's definitely like a binging. It's made for binging, huh? Yeah, like really the first episode is really just trying to introduce this character to you and it does a really good thorough job of doing that i feel like i really know this character and her motivations which yeah like they do a good job of that and they introduce her family and yeah it's just like a big character study for the first episode which is interesting too because you don't really get that in a lot of first episodes like a lot of first episodes will give you the basics and then concentrate on the premise this is doing the opposite oh, okay uh yeah sg and chat says link later yeah that's that's the dude that did um scanner darkly and he did that movie, the movie I was talking about, uh, Waking Life. That's pretty good. I think you would like Waking Life, too. Okay. I'll look for it. It has Ethan Hawke, Rotoscope. Okay. But, um, and I should make it make it clear, I'm not against all rotoscoping. It's just the style of rotoscoping. Like, some rotoscoping looks pretty good. But I think that's the more cartoony style, like, when you do mm-hmm. it. In a more cartoony style, rotoscoping looks really good. I believe, and I'm not 100% sure, the people that I've talked to about it aren't 100% sure either, but I believe certain parts of the Caravan Palace Lone Digger video are rotoscoped. Hmm. And that actually has like a really nice style and looks really good. And it's eight episodes. They're all released so you can binge them. Yeah, they're like half hour episodes too. Oh, so that's a little easier to, to binge. Right. right. Yeah, Richard Linklater. Did I say Robert? I probably did. All right. Now, <clears throat> since we're on the topic of uh, watching something or experiencing something for the first time and, and it doesn't really do what it says it's going to do, uh, I read this comic called You Are Obsolete. And it's about people dying at the age of 40, but they don't tell you how or why. I get a sense that it's a bunch of kids running a country and they're in charge and everybody that turns 40 dies (laughs) on their 40th birthday. And basically it's these kids want to talk to this reporter from the U.S. and they bring her over to one of the islands in Estonia where they're at. And uh, and everybody just has a creepy, creepy smile, which is weird because I there were two covers to it. There's one in chat right now. You are obsolete, number one. And there's a a little girl playing on a phone, and she has a really creepy smile. And when I saw it, I'm like, man, that just looks terrible. Like, they didn't draw this right. So I bought the other cover, the Francisco Francavia cover. That one just looked cooler to me, and I didn't have to look at that girl's face. And it turns out that people have have fucking weird-ass, like, smiles in that town. Is the, like, is the other cop cover the one with the crucified man? No, I haven't seen that one. The one I saw is, it's like, it's just a cell phone that says you are 40 or 40 or something. Oh, all right. Yeah, no, that's an awesome cover. That makes me, look, if I would have got that cover, I would have gave that issue five out of five just with that cover. Yeah, no, I got I got another cover. Um, Let me see if I can put it in chat. Real is quick. it? I think, okay, I think I find it. It's like just the dude holding the cell phone. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I think I found that. I'll put that. I'll put that in. Yeah, Burn Chat says friggin' creepy ass smiles. Yeah, inside the book, there's a lot more, and they're all from the adults. Yeah, that's the the cover I like because it's a skull, and it's forty. Um, but yeah, it, and so it's kind of like that. Um, you know, it gives you a little bit of that Twilight Zone feeling of the where the kid, everybody walks on eggshells around that kid. Uh, that's how it is here. The kids run the town, and that's it. But 
they don't tell you why they run the town or anything. Like basic, the the all the narration is this the the main character are inside into this world is confessing a bunch of bad shit she did, which she never gets to at all. She just says, "I guess I should tell you the story before I tell you all the bad shit I did." And then she, you know, as she's narrating, she's landing into that little town and and, and experiencing the people. And it's fine if that's a movie and that's your first, you know. 10 minutes of your you know sardonic cynical horror movie and you're creating a little sense of eeriness around the town like it's fine but for a first issue of a comic like you want me give me that and i have to wait a whole month like i'm gonna forget that that's a good way to make this issue one forgettable for me like even the final page i think uh, um i think i'm gonna put the final page in chat because you know it's a spoiler but fuck it I don't care. It's not anything shocking, and you know, you you can tell me if it's if it's uh shit, that shit's not loaded. But yeah, you you'll tell me if it, if it's gonna grab you or not. Is this an ongoing series or is it like a limited uh, six or twelve issues or whatever? You know, I have no idea. I assume it's ongoing because at the beginning she says, "Oh, my name is so and so," and. I'm this many years from my turn 40, so I get to tell you all the bad shit I did, you know? So to me, that's like, okay, that's a setup for an ongoing thing, you know? Like, uh, indeterminate amount of time. And, uh, yeah, that was that. Uh, let's see final page. But, yeah, so it, it, the, the narration at the first, at the very beginning makes it sound like it's going to be ongoing. And it's like, okay. But, like I said, it didn't make me, it didn't make me want to be like, oh, okay, I'm definitely coming back for this final issue like i think the guy, the kids just say something like um let's see let me bring it up again uh thank you for joining us miss wilton i believe you won't prove to be any trouble now that we're ready to explain what we'd like to you to do and then it says to be continued you know like what the fuck like that's a commercial break like that's not the end of the first episode you know what i mean and that was it like this lady just went to the town, got drunk, saw, heard some people that like were, you know, 13 days from being 40, be mad at the kids, and that's it. And then she even says, like, you know, if I was a good reporter like I used to be, I would have been recording that and kind of asked questions without asking questions because I know I'm being watched. And she didn't do none of that, but she talks about she should have done that. And it's like, man... You know, in a way, it's a little weird because that's kind of how we do the show sometimes. Like, well, we should have pre-produced and done this. But we say that on the air, you know, but it's like, yeah, I don't want a comic about a, it, yeah, L- Burr in chat says lame cliffhanger one out of five. And uh, yeah, I am, this is one of those, uh, the drawbacks of like wanting to seek out independent comic books because it's from Aftershock. So they're, they're a relatively new publisher and, you know, they'll print whatever they think is going to sell. And yeah, this, this was that for them this month. I was disappointed. I wish I would have told you guys ahead of time so you guys could check it out too and maybe have a, an opinion or two on it. But I didn't find out I was reading it till like three in the afternoon today. I found this one page from it uh, that I don't know how to put it in chat, but it looks awesome. What what's on it? It's a guy blowing out the candles on his cake. Oh yeah, that's the first page, and then he just he falls over into his cake. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put it in chat. Well, it's a series, but let's see. I can put it on. Oh, you got it? Yeah, got it. Yeah, I thought I had it. Give me a second. There it is. <laughs> yeah. So apparently there's like some technological thing that makes people die in an app or something, but they don't go into that at all. Like the whole, the whole, um, yeah, Burr says, and then he dies because he's 40. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the whole 
premise of this reporter going to that little island in Estonia is because she was being contacted by somebody there about these kids that have invented this new technology. So then they never get to show you the technology aside from update your app and then you die. So that has nothing to do with, with what you're doing, what, what you're reading, really. Like, that's just to suck you in. And then, yeah, there's some more creepy smiles right there. And then uh, and then she, like, she assumes she's talking to the kids' teachers. And then they're like, they, you know, four different people or something tell her, like, oh, it's not the teachers, it's the kids. But, like, why would four people have to tell her that? Like, why she keep asking that same question but not any other questions that would lead to her finding out something or follow up on the first answer you get yeah why are the kids running everything like that's question number one like so i don't know i feel like it's trying to give you that twilight zone vibe with a new modern take with technology but i didn't see anything that like if this was that like people people are calling it a technological children of the corn yeah look maybe maybe we'll get to that that that's kind of, it kind of has that feel too but again it, it's like the children of the corn that episode of twilight zone like you watch the first five minutes and you're like you don't know what's really going on and if they only gave you those five minutes to sell you like you'd be like oh, i'll pass you know right and that's how this book was this book was that first five minutes of those <laughs> children of the corn Village of the Damned and uh, that Twilight Zone episode. So yeah, so I I think I'm with Burr with it when I give it a one out of five, except for the two covers that like. Okay. What else we have on the docket here? Of someone like who does she look? Which one? The blonde girl you don't like. Her smile. Oh, she looks like some like actress that plays like a '50s mom or something all the time. Mm. They're all like Stepford people, so generic white people is what they remind me of okay one thing i did start watching that didn't leave me like that was um i actually binged it even though so the series itself all episodes are a half hour but the first episode was an hour and 30 minutes and then the rest were a half hour and it's this show called the righteous gemstones on hbo and it's um it's one of danny mcbride's shows i don't know if you guys are familiar who danny mcbride is yeah he's weird like I don't know. There's something about him I just don't like. <laughs> yeah. What you like, what you don't like about him is what I love. Where he just has this weird, like, look where he's just looking down at you. And every character like he's he, sleazy. Yeah. And every every character he plays has that. And it's so weird. I, I, I like all the characters I've seen him play. One time I actually met him in person and he didn't have that at all as a person. But it's like, why do every character you play has that, but you don't have that as a person? <laughs> you know, like, it's crazy. Because I even told him, like, hey, man, you did this. I really love this. Hey, I love all of this. He goes, oh, man, thanks. I really appreciate hearing that. You know, like, I was expecting him to tell me, like, hey, go fuck yourself. You know? <laughs> That's my my Danny McBride impression. But he plays the firstborn of this televangelist family from a mega church. And the actual structure of the show is kind of like the Godfather. But the family is, instead of a mob, is like preachers and pastors. And then they're going to war with a rival church. And they're, you know, blowing up their churches and shit. And then there's blackmail involved. And, and then there's all this family drama in it, too. Because the whole, like, the whole thing is that this whole family in this mega church isn't the same after their mom died. Which she was, like, the main draw of the church, you know? So they have all this money. They keep making all this money. But they don't have that, like, kind of spiritual component of the one genuine person, you know, that was the mom. So it's like, you have that, the family issues, too. Uh, 
aside from all that family that business church business drama it has like if you ever watched um vice principals some of the cast members from that are in it too like danny mcbride likes to work with the same a lot of the same people so it's you know walton goggins edie patterson and then just a bunch of cool people good actors that play good sleazy parts <laughs> and uh yeah it's done well it has a couple musical scenes too that i'm not a fan of but i like them here and they're christian music too like i don't know why i like them they're just catchy but yeah i give that show five glowing crosses out of five i didn't even plan on talking about it but it's just like we talked about undone how the first episode didn't give you enough and then this first issue didn't give you enough but then righteous gemstones gave you like more than enough i felt like the first episode i could just watch that by itself it was a movie yeah right and then here i am watching movies. they're on episode five now nice somebody just drove by yeah uh, sorry oh no it's all good it sounds better on your new mic I'm actually, I'm actually not on that right now because I don't have my headphones died. Uh, so I need a new pair of headphones so I can start using the mic again. But you're at home too? Yeah. Well, the fan must be off. Yeah, the fan's off. Yeah, I'm sweating like a pig. <laughs> so We appreciate that. Yeah. We're almost the done. struggle. Actually, can you bottle that? We'll sell it on our Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, after he becomes Magneto, I mean Moon Knight. Moon Knight, I mean, yeah. But you guys are gonna ruin that deal for him. Yeah, we didn't even still. mention Lawrence is gonna is gonna be cycle. I mean, never mind. <laughs> He's gonna be because he can't see. I miss Larry. Yeah, he always had good questions. R.I.P. Larry. R.I.P. Let's see. Uh, Oz, why don't you play a heavy metal minute and then let's go into news. It's that time again for a heavy metal minute. A lot of been going on in metal. In terms of news this week, events, everything. But I'm only going to give you a minute of it. This week, Dave Mustaine is confirming that his treatment is going well. He wrote a post talking about uh, his recovery. Um, he had committed back in June. Well, first of all, let's, let's rewind a little. In June, he posted and let us know that he's fighting some form of cancer. A week later, he committed to doing Mega Cruise, the Megadeth Cruise. It's a big festival on a ship going to the Bahamas or some shit. Then he also said, hey, I'm recording a new album. So there's a lot on his plate, and he's still trying to get healthy. But it worked. He's saying he's, he's going to start his uh, final round of treatment, and then they're going to observe him for the next 30 days and make sure he's good, and then you know he's going to set sail. For Mega Cruise. So if you got your tickets for Mega Cruise, you're going to see Dave Mustaine and the rest of the Mega Death Boys there. Uh, in other news this week, Marilyn Manson is set to play a Viking death metal vocalist in American Gods. For those of you who don't know, Marilyn Manson was a, a, a shock rock guy. Very uh, heavy, disturbing music. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, now, not so much. But... He is. A, he's been acting and stuff. He's been in a couple movies, and he did a, a good uh, season, I think, on um, Sons of Anarchy. Now he's going to be playing uh, lead singer of a Viking death metal band, Blood Death, in the third season of American Gods. So you know, I I don't know why they got a, they didn't get an actual death metal singer to do the part. You know, this is. I don't know. It's not like using the wrong race or anything, but it is using a little bit of the wrong genre or genre as a 
Alex Trebek says. But, um, yeah, I, it might be something that Neil Gaiman had already envisioned. But, yeah, stay tuned for that. I don't know when that premieres, but we'll keep a close eye on that and bring you more as the uh, news develops. Uh, Tools Fear Inoculum, their first album after 13 years, has broken all sorts of records, and it has broken yet another one. Every song off of Fear Inoculum is on the top 25 of the Billboard charts. That means the three songs that are just ambient background noise in between, not background noise, but interludes that play in between songs are more popular than a lot of the pop artists. (laughs) So if you go figure, you know, you got all these 200 or so songs that chart on the Billboard Top 200 and three songs that have no kind of real structure that they're they're compositions but they're not what typically people flock to to make a top selling single or a top selling song or a top played song but this day and age tool did it congratulations to the boys and tool they are going on tour soon and, and going to be kicking off that tour at the Aftershock Festival, October 13th in Sacramento, California. Uh, Metallica is named the world's biggest touring act, according to a new study. Um, they made, uh, they grossed 30 millions in just five shows last week. And that puts them well above a lot of the, the touring acts in terms of uh, making money. Uh, other bands in the, in the Study include ACDC at 14.3 million, Ozzy Osbourne at 10 million, 13.2 if you count the Ozzy with Black Sabbath, uh, Guns N' Roses, and all these other bands are on there too. You can check out that um, that full list at Polestar. That's the company that did the the study. I'm Moses Magnum, and this has been a Heavy Metal Minute. We should have a like, uh, like Kurt. Uh, <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. Heck, did you read a comic book while we're fucking on the air? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And a Doomsday Clock book. Those those fucking things are like might as well be reading a novel. Yeah, I skipped a lot of the the exposition, <laughs> but I I got I got the idea. It it um so basically it's like a twelve issue build up to one comic where Dr. Manhattan fights Superman, and that's going to be issue 12. So they did just meet in 11. Yes, like the very last page. And 12 comes out in December. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if you say so. That's what I I heard. It's like like week two in December. I forget what that is on the Wednesday. If it doesn't get pushed back again. Right, yeah. (laughs) This one's interesting, though. There's some some shit. Yeah, okay. I mean, Same I guess technically that's a new story. Heck, read a book. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I read. In record time. Well, he, he skipped I mean, a lot of the narration. I, I, I skimmed it. it. It's it's unimportant shit to what I'm paying attention to. Dr. Manhattan's junk. I mean, that's more for a uh, tiger claw. Hmm. Uh, James Gunn tweeted the cast list for the Suicide Squad sequel. The Suicide Squad. And... Uh, 
I don't know, man. I mean, there's a lot of cool people in this, but but there was cool people in the first one too. Yeah, but not like this. Like Taika Waititi's in it. What the Pete fuck Davis is Waititi gonna be? That fake ass elongated man? No, that dude's Asian. Like Korg, I don't care. That dude was Asian. I forget what the Yo Yo I think was his name. Yeah. And then he gets chewed up by by King Shark. Who's Idris Elba gonna be? Magneto. Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Rooker's in it. Peter Capaldi. I just hope that Gunn understands what the Suicide Squad is. I mean, he he's basically supposed to be making the what's that Stallone movie? The the, dispens- the Expendables. The Expendables. Yeah, the Expendables is a Suicide Squad movie, except. Yeah. None of the Expendables die. Yeah, yeah, no, but I think I think like he's having all these people in that you're gonna want to see, like Nathan Fillion. And he's gonna kill them all because even like he did it on Twitter, and his tweet said, uh, "Don't get too attached." Yeah, I'm looking at at this list, and there's what six times there's like 24 names on here. Yeah, should lose at least 10 of those. Well, and the thing is, some of those aren't like Viola Davis is Amanda Waller. Like, she's not the one that gets killed, you know? Right. Margot Robbie's not going to die. Yeah, Margot Robbie's not going to die. Rick Flagg's going to be fine. Yeah, he's going to be fine. So... Is Leto going to be in it again? He's not on this list, but But I think he's probably going to do, like, a cameo or something. Or Pete Davidson's going to play that that Leto Joker. I would love to see Pete Davidson as Leto's Joker. I think he did it in, like, a Saturday Night Live skit. He already I, damn near looks like the Joker, right? Like, he's got the dark circles in the eyes and all that. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. all fucked up. The shitty tattoos, rather? Not just tattoos. The shitty tattoos? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put that qualifier in there. Yeah, because, you know, people have like, tattoos. But... Of course, like, his brother's in it. That's why he has that smile on his hand, so he can cover his face. Yeah. I think Taika Watiti and Sean Gunn are... They they're gonna die. They're gonna be something that that's gonna show up on screen and die like within five minutes. Yeah, Sean Gunn is like the most famous like red shirt type person ever. Unless Sean Gunn is, is like King Shark or something. Nah, he can't be no King Shark. Well, it's a CGI thing, so he's just gonna yeah, be. I mean, he was Rocket Raccoon. Sean Gunn wasn't Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, he was. He was the he he was the stand-in for the for oh, the standing, CGI. not the voice. Yeah, like, well, that's what he'll do. Yeah, man, Sean Gunn ain't gonna do that. Sean Gunn's gonna be, you know, fucking. Uh, I don't even know. He's gonna be. He's gonna be some guy that dies military. <laughs> that hangs out with Joel Kinnaman. <laughs> Random you know? military guy that gets eaten by King Shark. Yeah, Taika Waititi will probably end up being something like like the CGI guy with the voice and the motion capture. Michael Rooker, I don't know who he could be. John Cena, like he's probably gonna be like King Shark. Man, <laughs> yeah, I was, him, I was just thinking that too. Yeah, dude can't act worth a shit, but I'm sure his voice will be fine. <laughs> you, give, <laughs> you give all the emotion to the shark, you know, you're fine. Yeah, actually, yeah. no, a shark's supposed to be cold and and dead in the eyes, so yeah, he's perfect yeah, until he smells blood. Yeah. And then you get Robert De Niro to be King Shark for those two. But yeah, no, it's then, good. It's good. Is Robert De Niro in this? No, oh, I no, I just said like a, a real actor would be like the facial expression. But yeah, we'll see how that goes. I don't. It can't be worse than the first one. Bandy, it should be better, right? Yeah, like in theory, everything. In I've, theory. I mean, it, it, I don't know. You man. know what? They should kill Joker. That'll make it better. Or just not have him in it. How about that? 
I want to see him die. I mean, it's bad enough that he's going to be in in that fake-ass Birds of Prey movie, but actually, Joker being in it is, like, the least disappointing thing about that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen the, the covers they put out to showcase the characters? I saw no. the movie poster or whatever. No, there's like they're, like, comic book covers. And Huntress looks fine. Harley Quinn, I mean... She's that same Harley Quinn. It's uh, Black Canary, man. They're they're doing everything they can to to lighten her up. Oh, you gotta put that on. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking, oh, I gotta put the Harley Quinn on first. Why doesn't Huntress have a mask? Because it's movie. She doesn't movie. have a mask. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the the Harley Quinn. I I don't I don't like her outfit. I don't. I I've gotten used to the. She's not in her traditional animated outfit. That's fine. I understand that. I get that everywhere I look. But at least make it the colors, right? Yeah. You know, she can wear whatever the fuck she wants, but it should be some kind of uh, red and black variant, or like red and like really dark blue. And it has to be kind of clowny. I think I'm even like okay with not too clowny, as long as it's got the color scheme. Like I don't like any of her. Roller, roller blade, roller skating, or whatever the fuck that shit is, where you, where you roll, where you roller skate in a circle and like try to tackle yeah. people. Was that roller. derby? Roller yeah. derby. Yeah, I even like because she she did that for a long time. She might even still be doing that. I don't know. I stop. I stopped reading her books, but at least it's got the color scheme. That uh, that black canary. That looks terrible. Yeah, that doesn't look like black canary at all. And I mean, they're whitening, can, they're whitening her up, right? Yeah, but that, yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I'll chop white? that up to some artist liberties or whatever to go with the backgrounds or whatever. Because I don't think they're going to look like that. I think and if that, they do, I think that's an outfit she's going to wear. I think she's going to have the outfit that fucking, maybe, but not the colors. Mm, the outfit's going to be yellow and black. Like she's probably the only <laughs> one that's comic accurate color wise, anyway. Well, uh, costume color wise. Uh, what was that you're saying, Joe? Oh, yes, she doesn't. Yes, she does. She does not look like Black Canary. The outfit is all wrong. She's holding a bat. She's holding Hardy's bat. Oh, no, as long as it's Hardy's bat, it's fine. It is. It's her bat from the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, I don't like it. It is this movie related to Suicide Squad? Like, yeah, it's the same Harley. Same I know. Harley. I know it's the same Harley, but I mean, movie wise. In fact, is she it related. From what we saw of the behind the scenes while they're film, filming it, is I don't know if they'll cut it out of the final picture, but they shot a scene of her and Joker breaking up, and it's Jared Leto Joker breaking up. Yeah, like, like he's kicking her out of an apartment. I mean, it's the same Harley with the with the tattoos and all. It's it's damn near Suicide Squad guy Dan. All right, let me rephrase because I don't think I said it right. Is the movie going to have any impact on the other movies? Probably just for Harley. I don't. I don't picture any of the other characters in this movie showing up. But Harley getting over Joker would carry over to the next Suicide Squad movie. All I'm hearing is, "Don't pay money for it." You know what? I really fucking hate this poster. <laughs> Which one? Where she's seeing things. Where everyone has wings and they're flying in front of Harley's face. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a that's a poster. The characters look. Look, there's there's uh Black Canary back in that same outfit, and there's there's the fucked up uh what's her face the 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 back girl that 
with no mouth. Yeah, I don't like this. Cassandra, at all. Cassandra yeah, Cass- yeah, Cassandra with her little pink cast. And why aren't her? What? So, so that's supposed to be Batgirl. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be Cassandra. Okay. What's her last? Is it Kane? Is it Cassandra? Yeah, yeah, it's Kane. Fucking invalid. She knows how to tie her goddamn shoes. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate this poster. I don't like it. If you guys haven't seen it, Joe did a monologue about how much he hates Birds of Prey. I'll put it in in chat. Um, in chat, I also put the video of the behind the scenes breakup scene from Birds of Prey. Yeah, Tyreek Law put a link to a story that says Margot Robbie wanted like a, a Harley Quinn in plus some girls movie, and that that is what this is. But that doesn't make it a Bird of Prey movie. Like, call that something else. I you I, I really it, it pisses me off that they didn't just go Gotham City Sirens. So real quick, so the chick on the right with the yellow wings, that's a uh, black canary. Yes, in the same outfit as the one I posted. I mean, she's not blonde, so she's wearing blue jeans. No, she's a uh, she's got blonde blonde highlights. That's how they're getting away with that one. Yeah, so they... now she's she's not really black canary at all. Uh, so so we're in agreement. Fuck this movie. Well, hey, I'm putting this down on my taxes as an expense. <laughs> is that supposed to be? Who's the guy in the white suit? I'm guessing that's Black Mask. Why doesn't he have a black mask on? I I don't know. Look, the 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 other guy. <laughs> nothing about this movie makes sense. The guy with the blonde hair. That's Zass. How many scars do you see on that fucker? Three. Wait. Is it- no. That's mostly Mr. Zass. The guy with the with the blonde hair that's by the little heart tattoo. That's Zass. Who's the guy mm-hmm. with the parrot? Who the fuck knows at this point? Who cares? So the dude in the white suit is Black Mask. Yeah, because Black Mask yeah, wears a white suit. He has black gloves on. Oh, okay. Like yeah, black to- mask totally. Same thing. Okay. And then Zaz is uh, looking like a really skinny Guy Fieri. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally on board. Who's the, who's the chick behind the hair on the, on the left? Who the fuck knows? Like Margaret Robbie's hot. <laughs> Done. You got my money. <laughs> That's it, huh? That's all it takes. Now, when it comes to comics, all you need is a Robin in this, and then you're set. Not just a Robin, a dick. dick. You're gonna make me post another dick pic in chat, aren't you? <laughs> Definitely. I, I did that last week. That was fun. But I think everybody had left by then because it was late, so nobody commented, and I was a little sad. And then I jerked off, and I felt better. Man, jerking off over dick. I actually watched the first episode of Titans. Yeah, this shouldn't be a news story. This should be like a full-on, like review yeah review because you didn't see season one right you saw like an episode maybe or two I saw like five episodes like no like two episodes and then the doom patrol episode okay and i know you watched the first episode because there's a, a hairstyle change at some point and as I a hair professional you had to right well i had i fell asleep man everything happened i'm like oh it's over and i'm dozing off i, I guess it's safe to fall asleep and then i wake up and it's like they're hanging out in the house. I'm like, oh, man, did I miss like half of the next episode? And then it's like the credits came. And it's like, oh, episode two starting in five seconds. I'm like, I was asleep for like, I don't know how long, like half the episode. But it felt like it all finished. So I don't know. There's some weird structure going on there. But well, like I, I said, did, it, yeah. it, it, it wraps up season one. Like it, sh- it, w- it should have been the last episode of season one, getting you ready for season two. 
so real quick, according to Tiger Claw, that chick on the left is Rosie Perez. And Rosie Perez is, is playing Renee Montoya, and I really hope they don't try to make her the question. Well, from Me the of that picture, she looks like an inmate. Which would make no sense, because Renee Montoya is a cop. Right. Uh, unless she's undercover. But, she's, you know. She's wearing one of those, like, denim button-downs that they give you in jail. In, like, in the Shawshank Redemption. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not even trying. Look, I want to. So. <laughs> we, we got casting. Anything else is, like, you're trying to make sense of a, of a finger painting. Wait. So, painting. we still haven't got Moe's impression on uh, on Titan Season 2. Well, that episode was better than anything I'd seen in season one. But again, I fell asleep through 20% of it, I think. Okay. So we're going to have to revisit that next week. Yeah, I'll probably... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I tried, man. I was trying to watch two episodes. I was trying to watch both so we can actually talk about episode two. And, and you know. So J.J. Abrams' autistic son's comic book came out today. Uh, uh, we'll, probably, you... we'll probably talk about that next week. Uh, Spider-Man number one, art by Sarah Pichelli. Not a good sign when I went to the comic book shop. I grabbed it and asked the the owner, hey, so what's up with this? Have you have you checked it out? He was like, oh, well, let's see. Did you enjoy any of the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies? And I told him no. <laughs> and he had like this disappointed look in his face. And he, he's like, well, I better not say anything then. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds promising. Sounds like he liked the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man's too. Oh, I think he wanted to compare it to that and but I, you know, I specified I didn't like that they made Peter Parker that cool, like a cool dude, skateboarder guy. And he said, "Oh, well, Peter Parker's not the cool guy in this, but I, I he was just going to compare it to the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and knowing that I didn't like it, he just Figured he's not going to ruin a sale. You I don't even it. know how those movies are. I fell asleep. Like, visually, they're fine. I, I like some of the... the I, Not elect, Electro. Was it Electro or was it Shocker? Whoever the fuck... What's his face was? Electro. It was Electro. Okay. Not his design, but, like, uh, the, the lizard dude. He, like... Visually, it was better than, than the other movies, but story-wise, it's the, the story's just not there. Especially, I remember you guys talking about Electro or or Derek, and it did not sound like anything I wanted to see. Yeah, it was probably because uh, Larry hates that Electro. Yeah, like he, when when Andrew Garfield is Spider Man, it's cool, but <clears throat> he's still that same cool guy when he's Peter Parker. And I didn't like that. You know, he's like people would want to hang out with with that guy if he was real, and that's that's not that's not the Peter Parker that I know and love. No, I don't love Peter Parker. I hate Peter Parker. I really hate. I'm all about Tolliver. That's that's my Spider Man now. Who? Uh, Superior. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. The more I read Superior, the the more I, I hate Peter Parker. But I'm gonna read this book because we're gonna talk about it. And <laughs> I guess after we talk about it, I'll, I'll let the guy know if it's on my pull list or not. Probably not. Wait. So did you buy it or no? Oh, I bought issue one because we're going to talk about it next week. He's going to buy it regardless, whether no matter what that guy's. Because yeah. it's a tax write-off. Yeah, know? like uh, yeah, like as soon as as soon as I saw it, I just grabbed it and said, "I hey, no, I have to get this." It, the, the real question is, will it make my pull list? I doubt it right now. I haven't read it. Uh, Pichelli is a decent artist. 
I, I enjoy some of her stuff. But if the story's not there, man, then then no. I mean, maybe if it ends up being like just a six issue thing and it's an okay story, it might hook me in for to get the six issues. But if they, if they told me this was an ongoing book and it and I didn't really love the first issue, then I'd be done. So I'm skeptical, but I'm, I'm giving I'm giving him a chance. You know, the the guy told me he doesn't think the son wrote it because it it's well put together. So JJ might have had more to do with it than I give him credit for. We'll see. Maybe the son maybe the son did the basic, and then it was adapted into a comic. Right, but see, then that's that's another thing though. If, if he needs his dad to fix it for him, then he's a crappy he's a crappy writer. And that if he needs if he writing Spider Man, like I'm gonna say that without even reading that, like okay. that's how they got him to come back for Star Wars. Oh, give my son a comic book writing game. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that's the other thing. I I, I just don't feel like however, what, what, however much JJ had to do with writing this, if his son couldn't do it on without his dad's name, I don't feel good about this story. You know, and I, I don't feel good about his writing ability because he shouldn't need his dad. Dude. What kind of autism does he have? That's just uh, my joke. The visual kind. He just looks uh, autistic. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> that's that's. Look, I I don't know. He he might he might not. I don't know. Put his picture in chat. Let the audience decide. <laughs> that's what we did last time. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Shit. And, like he po- he posted it, and I still thought like you know I, I really did think he was autistic. But, you know, that's how fake news goes. Welcome to Trump's America. Yeah. Speaking of fake news, Daredevil might be revived on Fox with original stars returning. Because Fox is known for having really good superhero shows. Well, um, FX. Okay. Yeah. A- FX is a little better. Yeah, I, I mean, we uh, didn't... Well, I, look, we've been saying that since they announced it was canceled. Right. More interestingly, I saw this story that the uh, the boys... Is way more popular than any of the Marvel comic shows. Yeah, it's getting a lot of good uh, responses well, from the, the 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 story. The story that I was looking at said, um, "What is it? What's the what's the company name? Parrot Analytics, I guess, mm-hmm. because these companies don't put out their actual numbers. So according to an analytics company, Parrot Parrot Analytics, they they said that the demand for the boys was at around fifty million. The top Marvel show, which apparently was Jessica Jones, according to this same company, was just over 20 million. Then they have Luke Cage at just under 20 million, Daredevil and Iron Fist around 15. They don't mention Punisher at all. So I, I don't. don't know I don't believe that Iron Fist and Daredevil are close to being the same. The same want. Right, because Iron Fist was the worst one. Like I would expect Daredevil yeah. to be. At the very least, between Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, I still I'm still surprised to hear that Jessica Jones is the highest rated one, even though the last season was one of the best seasons I've seen for for these shows. Yeah, I I, I never saw Jessica Jones. The thing about Jessica Jones is that it got consistently better. My my criticism of it being a little too long it, it still stands, but each season got progressively better. The thing about the boys, and and it's one of the things I'm hearing. From my own, you know, PCH barbershop analytics, um, it, <laughs> is that people just love how they didn't say that love that it's short, but they love how everything is like flows properly, and when it ends, they want more, and that's what I've said about 
my criticism about a lot of these Marvel Netflix shows were like they're just too long. Like yeah. they need to be three episodes shorter, at least. Yeah, I think they're like twelve or thirteen. There might be one that's eight. I think <laughs> Defenders was probably eight. Defenders. Yeah, like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. But you're right. You cut that down to nine, and yep. it, you cut off a lot of that miscellaneous shit you don't need. Yeah. The the exposition. It's not even exposition. It's just these episodes. Like in the first season, there's two episodes where. She's not even being controlled. Spoilers, uh, being controlled by a uh, purple man, and uh, she could kill him, and then she doesn't. So I'm like, okay, so she's gonna find a way to beat him without killing him, because you know, ultimately she's a hero and all this. And then she ends up killing him. And it's like, well, if you're gonna kill him, why didn't you kill him in episode seven or eight? You know, so stupid. Season <laughs> Jessica Jones, the last I think the last season was three, right? Yeah, had less wasted episodes because they took those wasted episodes were Hellcat origin stuff. Yeah, right. And even then, they still had kind of like one, but then it's still like justified because it wasn't Jessica that ended up killing full killer. You know what I mean? So it 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 worked out. Yeah. Heck, did you see any of the shows? I saw Daredevil went three seasons, right? Yeah. Okay, so I saw season one and two of Daredevil, one of Luke Cage. I did finally finish uh, Iron Fist in season one. I didn't see any of Jessica Jones and nothing of Defenders. And I saw all of uh, Punisher. Okay, I kind of like Defenders. I, I don't know how, how you guys felt about it. I would say... No, okay, so Joe liked it. Mo, did you like it? I was okay with it. I still think it should have been maybe a, a six-part or a... Well, I mean, yeah, but that's your criticism for all of them. Is they, they should all be shorter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Daredevil season three, season three, definitely watch that. Jessica Jones, I mean, it, season one and two, I just to kind of like get to know the character. But Jessica Jones from season one to season three doesn't change all that much. She's still an alcoholic, depressed person. The the, the character that changes really, and we we talked about this on the show, is her her neighbor Malcolm, yeah, who goes from drug addict to like being even better than Jessica Jones by season three at being a, an investigator. Yeah. the The other character that changes is is um is Hellcat. Well, pretty much everybody around Jessica Jones changes. Right. Like they grow, and Jessica, like where they grew three seasons worth. She grew maybe one seasons at the most. Yeah, so I think you can just start at season three if you don't really want to take the time. If you don't have that time to watch season one and two, I think you can skip it. You know, maybe watch Defenders. Watch season two. Season two was still good. Because there's a lot of shit that happened there that kind of shapes. Like, if season two was actually season one and three was two and they ended it like that, it'd be, like, perfect. Okay. Uh, so, heck, do you have some homework? Yeah. <laughs> you right. have Netflix, right? Yeah. Okay, good. We don't need to provide you with one? No. I'm good. Cool. Um, but, yeah, I check out that. I forgot what I was going to say about Jessica Jones as well. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, she didn't change that. So She changed so little in three seasons that a guy came back into her life and didn't want to fuck her. <laughs> yeah. And, like, this dude, like, stepped up. wearing, like, a... a one of those Steve, uh, what's his name? Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey suits. Like he's wearing <laughs> one of those ass Steve Harvey suits, and it's like, did you watch season two of Luke Cage? No, I haven't. Okay, because that, that that look that's the original story of the Steve Harvey suit. 
Oh. Ooh, I didn't want to spoil it for him. <laughs> I think I'm watching a Luke Cage. So, yeah. What, what do I have to read or what do I have to see by next week? I'm doing Jessica Jones 2 and 3. Yeah. Just Def- do that. Defenders. Just do that. Defenders. Okay. Defenders. You could do Defenders by, by next week. Daredevil season 3 just to enjoy it. I mean, I, try, I, tried, I tried watching it. I think I got three episodes in yeah, it's and it tough. started feeling like Iron Fist. Yeah. Cause, yeah well, it's it, tough. It, but the good thing about season three of Daredevil is that they're not connecting them to anybody anymore. Like, I don't. I'm not even sure they mention any of their heroes. Like that. That so, goes back to just Daredevil. So season three is like kind of standalone. Yeah, and it's almost like an ending too. So it, it's kind of cool in that sense. Yeah, it, it have like like that uh, that Frank Miller feel where it's like. Even though it's in continuity, it's just that moment in time is all you care about. And, and I understand it starts slow, but once he get out, he gets his ass off that wheelchair, dude, he's all good. He goes back to being cool. And then obviously the Punisher series just yeah, he saw yeah, I saw that shit. Both of them? You saw season two? This is a season two. <laughs> Man, I didn't even. I thought it was just one season. But hey, shit. just watch the last thirty seconds of season two. That's all you need, man. That's the greatest shit ever. Okay, I might I might see the whole thing because I don't like Punisher as a character, but I like watching him kill people. Right. Well, yeah. you. Well, I mean, you saw season yeah. one, right? Yeah. Season well, two is more, more, more of that killing people. Uh, and again, I, I, I don't know. Again, on his <laughs> own too, like not related to the other heroes. But at first, he was just the not the Punisher, but the like. What did I call it? The disciplinary family man. No, he's like he's not punishing, but he's like he hurt. He's hurting. He's trying to be good. Yeah, but he's trying to be good for a stupid reason. Like to they get give, some pussy. Not even like he's, just, <laughs> he's trying to protect some girl that it's like. Well, yeah, you know she's a little young for it to be for pussy. But oh, okay. If it was if it was a Schwarzenegger movie in the eighties and nineties, like <laughs> you know, but but it's not. It, you know, it's not quite Me Too, but it's not quite that either so it's like it's like wolverine <laughs> where like he's not doing it to fuck the the, the child but it could he, go there he well it's a catharsis of of something he lost and he sees that there but it's like well i'm gonna spoil it for you heck but there's a pedophile and i even didn't even see it what happened and i predicted it remember because yeah. it's like this i'm like i'm gonna see this chick tell him not to do it where he should have done it and then that happened yeah, they, they run into a pedophile, and, you know, it's the Punisher. He wants to kill the dude, and the chick's like, well, we probably shouldn't kill him because he's not actually, like, fucking kids. He's just taking pictures. Yeah. <laughs> and so the Punisher's like, just fucks him up, but doesn't kill him. Yeah, he, like, breaks uh, his toes. It, it's the Punisher with a heart. Like, his heart grew two sizes bigger that day. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, that Those first, like, five episodes, I didn't like. I mean, I like them. In hindsight, I like the whole season because it was like another regrowth of the Punisher. Like he's basically, if you look at all of the first two seasons as Punisher year one, where he really like finally at the end becomes Punisher how he's supposed to be, then yeah, it's fucking tight. But you know, I didn't want to spend two seasons on that, but I'm glad I did. Fair enough. Yeah. So Punisher, Jessica Jones, two and three, season three, Dare- Daredevil. And uh, defenders yeah. and pl- uh, and Titans. Punisher is probably one of the hottest. I, I'm not. I'm not seeing Titans. You think the 
you think Nagani was hot? The 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 cop, Homeland Security chick. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a TV show. Of course, she's hot. Yeah. No, but in all of MCU, like out of out of all the characters in MCU, she's the best. Who the 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 Homeland Security chick? Oh, I, I'm Come looking her up. I'll, I'll put a picture of her. Yeah. I don't I don't know how to spell her fucking name. I don't either. Oh, it's Megami. I think it's Megami. I thought I, I thought it was Bakimoto. What? Back on that. Huh? Cut. I, I just I can't find the picture of this chick. What the fuck? I just gonna have to put the actress, I guess. Yeah, do that. That's better anyway. Yeah, because I can't find it. That's weird. I don't know. The internet must be fucked up right now. They're just not letting me get a picture of her in the actual show. Because, I, you know, I mean, I'll post a picture of, of her, but, like, her in the show, like, in her cop stuff is, like, kind of hot because... Yeah, I don't know. I I'm into like the the less you show that. Oh wait, here's I think I found one. Or it just may be her in a random suit. Business formal. Yeah, like you don't have to be yeah. a quote like slutty to to right. be hot. Like it's actually hotter if if I have to use my imagination a little more. Let's just say she knows how to fill out a bulletproof vest. <laughs> yeah. So Batman Day's coming up. You all excited? Hold on one second. <laughs> All right, go ahead. The the guy that runs my comic book shop actually like hates Batman Day. <laughs> Why? Because he has to stock up on Batman stuff. I, I forget. Like he he told me the story, but I wasn't paying attention because I was trying to get out of there. <laughs> but it, it's something that uh, like he said DC pissed him off something for Batman Day for like so like last year he didn't have Batman Day. He called up Valiant and like did a promotion like a Valiant Day. Instead of Batman Day, because they they let him have discounted books or some shit like that. But that's coming up, and I think he's his wife is forcing him to to do a Batman Day. So I might stop by this weekend for that. But because it, it's the what the 80th anniversary, the 80th anniversary, and it's on a Saturday. But is it like the day it was created or the day it was it's, published? It's the day that that N- issue of neither. Detective, what was it, 27, I think, that came out? The, the I don't first... think so. I think they made Batman Day for something else. Wow, you're questioning me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Since you're number four, I guess you, you get that. I, I, I'm just a guest host. He's earned it. But uh, as far as I knew, it, it was the it was when it's the date of that Detective Comics, was it 27? I think it was 27. Yeah, it was 27. It's the day that came out because that, that was Batman's first appearance. But the the real story is that DC is paying to have like 80 different cities around the world put up a bat signal that night. And one of them is in LA. They're going to shine it at City Hall. So, Mo, you're going to have to go out there and take a picture in front of it. What is this? This coming Saturday? Well, it's the 21st. What's that? It That is Saturday, right? Is it Friday or Saturday? You know, Saturday. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be there for like 10 hours or some shit like that. You're going to have to go to downtown. We all know how much I love that. Yeah. You get a get a homeless dude to take your picture, you're good. Yeah. Luckily, my pictures are saved to iCloud. So when he takes my phone, <laughs> I will have the picture. Yeah. It's, uh, I guess they're doing it all around the world, too. There's 80 different sites. Uh, I saw a list, but the only one I cared about was L.A. because that's where most of us are. Sorry to our international listeners. I know we have a few. Yeah, we just got in Nigeria last week. Dang, worldwide. Yeah. And I wh- have to wear my Batman shirt to work. You work on Saturday? Yep. Well, you thought he was Jewish? 
I don't take off the, for the Sabbath, man. Mm-hmm. Can you wear your Batman shirt? Like, don't you have to have like a vest or something? Yeah, I have oh. a vest, but I yeah. have that over the Batman shirt. And it's an open vest. Because I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what else we got? I think we can play that rap-up music. You're not reading it. The, the X-Men stuff, right? Nah, man, I'm too stupid for that shit. I'll tell you, H- Hickman, and I mentioned it earlier, man, he's giving he's giving props to characters. Like, he's trying to Grant Morrison this fucking book, man. Like, what character? You said the Gold Balls guy? Yeah, well, he took he took four shitty characters and Hope and made them like a, a squad of five and put their powers together like to make Captain Planet. <laughs> is basically like like the he he said gold balls the the gold balls are like actually eggs and then like i mean he's got tempest like yeah they, they combine their they combine their powers and and the the gold balls actually like do something that i don't want to say what it does because it's a spoiler and the book just came out today but yeah he he put he captain planted it basically now that i think about it yeah what issue is this this is the one that just came out today. I think is House Five. I want to say. Hmm. Let's see. He's got Gold Balls. He's got Tempest, Proteus, Elixir, and Hope. Like, combine their powers to do something amazing. That's crazy. They bring back Morph. Yeah. So yeah. you you gotta read these books, man. I'll uh, I'll give them a shot. Did you read any of them? Uh, like the first four, because you know two of each. You know how they do. Like yeah. You, they, you know, so I did those first four, and I was actually thinking about it um, yesterday, where I'm like, well, I should probably give it a shot before before it gets too deep, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that way I can just be current, even if I, but I'm like, ah, I don't know, man. I got to devote like four hours to each pair of books each week. Well, and then the, the powers of 10 books are, are what really fuck things up, because those are the ones that... that start jumping around in time and then they go to a thousand years and the shit going on there is like fucking weird it, it that like that's the most confusing part the the house of x books are more of a linear story uh-huh yeah it, it's the it's the powers books that because that that's the whole point of that book is it's telling you year zero one hundred and a thousand and to be honest when they're on year one thousand i I, I didn't know what was going on until maybe the last book where they, they kind of like Hickman takes like a whole page to explain what's happening to me. <laughs> and then th- that brought me up a little bit up to speed. But then what what's happening in year 1000 is stupid to me. This is and th- this is where I want where I wish Lawrence was here because he tends to understand these books a lot more. I mean, he has a, a more historical knowledge of these characters and like more context to, to put it like he's read these books that Hickman's been kind of referencing so he he can kind of get into this but I mean in year 1000 they're like way past Nimrod you know they, yeah. they they're at a point where I guess there's like uh, another technological being about to take over the planet like they they've gone beyond humans and mutants at that point which is why and that's why it kind of like doesn't make like what the fuck do i care what happens in in a thousand years because all the characters i care about are dead there's some guardian of the galaxy looking motherfucker talking to some something that's supposed to be technology and like there's like five giant robots that turn into a giant eyeball like what the the galaxy motherfucker's name the prometheans i think or, or something like that 
Well, the, oh, the Guardians of the Galaxy dude? No, that's 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 just a mutant on Earth. Okay. Like that's the thing. And in, in, in a thousand years, they they find out that there's these uh, technological beings. It's like Mass Effect. Did you play the Mass Effect games? Yeah. You know how they had the Reavers that come in every like thousand years and and fuck everything up. That that's not technology. It, yeah. It, it, it's kind of like that. Like there's these there's these creatures coming that are machines and they're gonna they're gonna either accept earth or destroy it and so a, a thousand years from now like these the the beings left over which i'm i'm assuming they're mutants at this point because first of all they're blue they they're trying to figure out how to be accepted by this machine that so that they're part of it instead of destroyed by it. I don't see any mutant powers. You know, N- Nimrod's a fucking he skeets now. He's Booster Gold skeets is Nimrod. So, so I he's just like a little TV floating TV screen. He's a little floating, yeah, like a little floating star shaped thing. Like the like the ships in in Guardians of the Galaxy that were supposed to be the Nova Corps. Yeah, that's what Nimrod looks like, and oh. and it, it just floats around and it, and it talks to the main character. Like Skeets does to to Booster Gold, which is this is exactly why we need Lawrence here because I have no. What, I'm like, what the fuck do I need? Why why do I even care? Year one thousand has nothing to do, as far as I, up to now, has nothing to do with anything else I've ever read from any X Men thing. It, 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 you know, it, like at that point, it doesn't even matter what happened during any of the X Men stuff. I don't even. Maybe yeah. that's going to be the last issue where he's going to say, well, this is how that works in. But right now, I have no idea what's happening in year 1000. Year 0, 1, 10, and 100, I'm, I'm kind of there. Okay, I, like that's, that's more familiar territory. Year 1000, I'm going to need Lawrence to explain that to me, especially once this runs over because I still don't see any relevance other than, than the final evolution of Nimrod is the only thing I can see that relates. Huh. Look, it's kind of why I, I need you to read it because you're the you're the one that can yell at Lawrence for not explaining stuff right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'll I'll read them. Because yeah, even with X Men, you have more of a historical knowledge of it than I do. I don't read a lot of X Men books. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like I felt when I started reading those initial issues, I was like, oh wow, okay, this is a cool redesign for this character, cool reimagination for this character, and then there's just a bunch of characters I had no idea, and they're like. They're and they end up dying and like man they killed all these characters that I didn't even get a chance to know so I'm like trying to go back to find them in other things because they look cool there or they did cool shit there and then it's like well he just created them to kill them in those issues so I'm like so it just means like it just gave me that sense that nothing really matters you know yeah well that's what the year one thousand seems like it yeah at least the other stuff I kind of see where stuff that they're doing in year one effects later on so and that's why i say that the house of x seems like the more i guess coherent story yeah where power is just the fact that they go that far out they they go to a point that makes me feel like the shit that i'm reading and all in in the house stuff doesn't even matter i i don't i just don't see the connection i want lawrence to explain how that connects so that i can enjoy these books but until then fuck marvel (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but well, that was your final thought, right? Fuck Marvel. <laughs> so yeah, let's get into heck. Some final thought. Uh, 
I don't know. Celebrate Batman Day. Punch some asshole in the face. I don't know. <laughs> Punch some mentally ill person in the face for Batman Day. Yeah, he's Two-Face. I mean, that too. However you want to celebrate Batman Day. Thwart Bipolar Man's evil plot. <laughs> uh... Joe, man, why don't you give us some final thoughts? Um, the season two finale of DuckTales was amazing. I mean, it's even like go back to the callback to the games where Scrooge does the pogo attack. Oh, man. Oh, you did say DuckTales. Did they finish season two? Yeah. Wow. How many episodes is it per season? Um, I think 13. Okay. I only watched one episode and I loved it, but then I didn't go back. Was it the There's Darkwing the Duck one? No. Darkwing Duck's back? Yeah. Oh. Darkwing Duck's in that shit, man. I need to watch that. Yeah. That was a good episode. Oh, I was wanted to give us some final thoughts. I need to watch Titans. Episode two, but I'm not yep. in a hurry. All right, for next week we'll watch it. Uh, on behalf of Larry, who's probably getting fingered by customs right now, <laughs> uh, join us on all our social media at Fantastic Forum everywhere, um, and uh, meet us here same fantastic time, same fantastic website. Next week, right here on allgames.com.